0: This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Meow meow meow.
1: Hi, I'm Marlene and I'm this week's special guest on this frequency.
0: Welcome to another episode of Kittens and Cats. I'm Natalie. And I'm Bartley. And Ricky is not here because well, she's doing the whole life thing. She's gonna catch us up one day on what she's been doing these last couple of weeks. I know where she's at. Well, I know where she's at too. She's where is she?
2: Danger Stadium.
0: Well, that's good though, because you know, we gotta pay these bills. Right. <laughs> So I ain't mad at her. (laughs) Well, today we have a special guest um, who I'm excited to chat with, my Scorpio twin, my cousin, Marlene. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. But before we get into our conversation, we're going to be talking about... We're going to take a deep dive into your divorce journey. But before we talk about all of that, we're going to start the show off with our first moment of laughter by comedian Eliza Schlesinger. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: Unpopular opinion. Actually, popular opinion, just unpopular publicly declared sentiment. Uh, Getting married is not that much fun. (laughs) You're not allowed to say that, especially if you're a woman, God forbid, over 30. Like, well, you're just lucky that the Lord sent you someone to put up with your shit. And kissing your dog on the mouth, stop taking videos. <laughs> There is a world where you can admit that something is difficult, but also love the byproduct of it. I love my husband, but the wedding part is exhausting. It is a physical and mental and financial, just gauntlet. Even down to the last minute, the wedding itself, the whole year is exhausting planning. And it's fun. you love your mom. But it's the whole thing. <laughs> but even just the day of, let's talk about the day of. What happened on the day of your wedding, girls, right? You had to prepare for it. Like you woke up early. Hmm, just wanna greet <laughs> <breathe> the sun. <laughs> got up at like six like when your dad gets up ha <laughs> uh, right what you meditated you just want to be centered mm-hmm. right you worked out <laughs> like it matters day of it doesn't it doesn't you're not going to lose any weight at the buzzer it's not going <laughs> no it's never going to happen what did you do? You, you did your little workout, and then you got your makeup done and your nails and a massage and a colonic and a hyperbaric <laughs> chamber and a hyper, hyperbolic chamber, oh, it's amazing. And you got a situation room and a silence cone and a shame corner and a Reiki healing. <laughs> you went ghost hunting. You did all this stuff. Ghost hunting. <laughs> What did your husband do on your wedding day? I'll tell you. He woke up like whenever. <laughs> went out to eat with his buddy, something tasty, doesn't matter if I'm fat because I'm a funny guy. Went... <laughs> Who cares if <It> exploded. right? <laughs> then he went and got a haircut on the day of the wedding. <laughs> 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 what faith you have in this barber. <laughs> <laughs> went out, had a drink, went home, jerked off, took a dump. <laughs> Who says you can't lose weight, right, fellas? <laughs> says you can't lose weight day off. Yeah. yeah. Probably about 500 grams. <laughs> <laughs> he took a nap. He woke up to an alarm-labeled wedding for you, question mark. He barely made it. <laughs>
0: All of the points that she made are just dead on. I can't believe it.
1: (laughs) My friend and I were just having a conversation about how men literally don't have to be prepared for anything. And it blew my mind because it's so true. They
2: just wake up and
0: then they start their life.
2: Yeah, I don't remember my wedding planning being that stressful. But if you ask my wife, I'm sure she was stressed out of her mind.
0: I, You know, when I was planning uh, our wedding with Mike... um, He was like, well, I'm going to play golf and then I'm going to get in the pool and then I'm going to do this and that. And I was like, bro, what? Like, no, this is our wedding day. You're not going to have time for all of that. And here's like my long list of I'm going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I have to get my makeup done. I have to do this. I have to do that. And then the pictures have to be done before this and that. And Mike's like, just casually, well, I'm going to go play golf. And I'm like, well, what the so fuck? See you later.
1: <laughs> yeah. See you when we're getting married. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I don't know. How, how How did we get here? Wait, so what
2: time do I need to be at the altar? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Question mark?
2: Uh, question mark? Maybe <laughs> for me.
0: Oh shit. Oh my gosh.
1: It's so true.
0: <laughs> well, you can watch Eliza Schles Schlesinger There, thanks, girl. Unveiled. Only on Netflix. Meow <inaudible> meow. <inaudible> All right. So here you are, Marlene. And I'm so glad and happy that you came in and were open to having this kind of conversation with uh with me. Ricky and I have had numerous conversations about wanting to have more episodes around the topic of divorce the good the bad the ugly the perspective of one partner versus the other or children that may have been involved families etc because everyone's you know everyone's experience with divorce is unique um some relationships and after a few months some relationships and after a few years or even after a few decades one party is usually more irrational than the other and in rare cases both parties are civil and on the same page which i have yet to hear which those are but um the important thing here to highlight is the resilience i think after going through the journey of divorce so Today, we're going to listen to you, Marlene, to your story. A beautiful 31-year-old woman that got married at 18 and divorced seven years later. So.
1: Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Resilience is a perfect word to use for this, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's one of the hardest things I think I've ever gone through in my life, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. and obviously I'm 31, so you know it's not like I've lived a super long life, but yeah. um, it's very empowering, also in a sense, because when it was happening, you know, it felt like my world was crashing. You yeah, know, all I knew was my husband and my life and being married, and so mm-hmm. the fact that that happened and it just happened so fast, yeah, it was humbling also yeah. in a sense but um you know it was definitely an experience I think I had to go through well yeah and I'm
0: sure like all of the emotions because I'm sure you're excited you're upset you're angry you're hurt yeah there's so much going on all at the same time you, and like how do you process all of that especially how you're saying like it all happens so fast that then you're sitting there reflecting I I, I would imagine right like what the fuck happened? How to, How am I here right now? Yeah. No, right.
1: definitely. Exactly that. And I think excited wasn't really a word that I used at the <laughs> time. <laughs> I think excited was after everything was said and done. Yeah. And in the moment when it was presented, it was one of those things that, you know, a lot of people say a blessing in disguise. Mm. It wasn't something that I knew I needed because mm. he was the one that initiated it. Okay. So when it was initiated to me, I was totally caught from left field like Uh, what is happening okay however when I had more time to reflect on it yeah I was like you know what actually I'm totally checked out of this relationship and I was just going through the motions because I think growing up I I saw that in my household so Mm -hmm. I thought oh well this is normal Uh. you know
2: this yes. is how
0: you deal with it. You just kind of deal with it. Right. And this is what I saw in my family. So this isn't necessarily, why would this be a bad thing? Right. Exactly.
2: Can I, can I jump in and, and ask you like at the very beginning, like how did, how did it come to, um, like how did you guys meet, uh, how long were you dating before you married and like, what was there pressure to get married at 18?
1: Well, it was a classic, uh, high school sweetheart okay, type of situation. So and you were both
2: 18 at the time?
1: Yeah, I, I, he's a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. um, but not by much, just by a few months. So, okay. yeah, we were like 18, 19 years old. And um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that there was pressure, but, you know, we were together on and off throughout high school. And then he was like. We kind of disconnected for a few years because we were together. I switched schools and then Uh, um, we reconnected again. And he was like, hey, by the way, I'm joining the military. So that's what's going on with me. uh, And I was like, oh, whatever. That's cool. And then mm -hmm. we just rekindled again. And he was like, well, I'm going to the military. So I guess we'll figure it out.
0: Oh so this is where you became the military spouse yes
1: mm. so, so
0: then was oh. there
2: pressure from him because he was joining the military to like marry you and and quote take care of you with all the like military benefits and all that stuff? Was that kind of the situation here?
1: I think in hindsight, yes, but at the moment I didn't think about it that way. you know I was very much in love, devoted to this person because we had so much history together. And it just felt, it felt right.
0: Yeah. This is our next step. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So what
0: was the, so then let's take it to your moments or days or weeks, however long. Ooh. So from when you guys said, all right, we're dating to I'm getting married. That was pretty quick is what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, actually. I think because of the fact that we had history together, we knew each other and mm-hmm. it, it felt comfortable. It felt okay. right. It felt like, oh, Wow. We're rediscovering, you know, obviously we're children, yeah. you know, we're 14 years old, 15 years old, and yeah. you think you're in love and which, you know, at some point, yeah, that is actually some sort of love that yeah. you feel because you've never felt this way about someone else. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we rekindled everything and we were like, yeah, well, what do we have to lose? Let's right. get married. You right. We know? like each other. You're cool. I'm cool. Let's do yeah. this. Exactly.
0: Well, what, what was the conversation like with um, both of your guys' parents?
1: Well, my parents were not thrilled (laughs) Uh and neither were my siblings, Uh but you know, his parents were very supportive, but uh, the same thing. They were just kind of like, just all around. You guys are super young. Are you sure that this is what you want to do? Yeah. Don't just do it because you're going to the military, you know, like, do you really love each other? You know, the classic, are you sure? Because you're so young. Yeah. And. Obviously when you're 18 19 years old you think you know everything.
0: Right. Right. So we were
1: like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we know. We, we know, know what we're doing. Yeah. We love each other.
0: <laughs> and what for, else do we have? And for context, your siblings are older than you are.
1: Yes, And never been married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so And they're they're much older than you are yes right so yes. this is also like your second not that they're your second set of parents but
1: they the actu- wiser
0: and mature like telling you girl what are you doing
1: <laughs> well in a sense they also were kind of my parents because yeah. of the age difference and yeah they were like uh so <laughs> this so is you what you're gonna married? do huh yeah and they were like okay we love you we support you if this is what you want then this is what you want and we'll help you you know, so I'm very thankful for that, yeah, you know, the because support. I feel like maybe some families could have totally gone the opposite way mm-hmm. and just been like, well, I don't know, figure it out.
0: Yeah. So that's on you now. You're you want to be so
1: grown and be married. by Exactly. Bye. So.
0: You so know, did you
2: guys do like the whole big wedding or was it like a courthouse? Like,
1: Um, no, we yeah, we got married by the courthouse mm-hmm. and um we had a little party at my parents house mm-hmm. and it was really cute. And mm-hmm. one of my sister's friends. Did the photography. So, yeah. It it was intimate. It it was intimate. Yeah. It was super cool.
0: I like that. So, when... So, you're married. And then what happens?
1: You know, I think we just finally got to know each other on a deeper level. You know, once... It's like they say, you you don't really get to know someone until you live with them. right? Right. So, we just got to learn a lot about each other.
0: Did you guys... So, because he goes... He joins the military did you guys leave the state or were you guys in
1: oh yeah we <laughs> we moved to northern virginia so we right
0: after your marriage your wedding
1: pretty much just yeah like months after girl that's scary you got some balls <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> honestly the more that i thought about it now that i'm older and uh-huh. i've been now divorced uh, i got divorced in 2016 okay so it's been quite some time yeah um When I had more time to reflect on it, I thought, you know what? Growing up, I always felt, because Melina got pregnant at such a young age, Mm -hmm. uh, my parents kind of were like very... Melina, your sister. Yes, my sister. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very touchy with what I would do, where I would go, you know, just very kind of strict about what I would do. So I felt at the time, you know, obviously I was in love, so that's one of the reasons why I got married, but also it was my way out. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. I was like... Screw it all. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I'm going with someone that, you know, wants me to be with them and is trusting me with this. And we're just going to build our little life together. Right. And I'm going to go take my take back my independence. Exactly.
0: Yes. Oh, shan- so what was OK? Because, uh, girl, we don't not have no family in North Vir- North Virginia.
1: Oh, yeah. There's no. no
0: family there. So what was that experience like?
1: It was rough at first. Because, you know, it was the obvious like I'm getting homesick. I don't know anyone here. I only know my husband. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I just have to make it what it is. Yeah. And after that I got the mentality of anything is what you make it. Mm -hmm. So it was hard adjusting also because of the culture was hard too. Mm. Um I very much felt like a minority there yeah. as opposed to Southern California. So, right. and not that anyone treated me differently or any of that sense, but it was very eye-opening for yeah. sure. Yeah,
0: Well, yeah. I assume that the tacos aren't as amazing. I
1: can't no tell way. you. I found There's it. no chance. No, I did not find any good Mexican food. I can tell you that right now. So sorry for you people that live out in the East Coast, yeah. unless you live in Florida or something, Mexican food, not good.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> And so then, so because you're growing, like, like I feel like you're growing up by yourself in a sense. Mm -hmm. So who's teaching you the ways? Like, what what are you, what are you doing? You know, like as far as cooking, your friends or like mentors or not, not to say that, that you would find them here either, because that's also
1: hard. But how Um, did you manage? Honestly, we just kind of. You just did. Huh? We just did it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think we kind of lean on each other a lot. And yeah. um, I definitely had the support of my family mm-hmm. and his family. Mm-hmm. So we just did it.
0: <laughs> did your family go out to visit you often?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, not super often, but, you know, mm-hmm. they came out a few times. So th- it was nice to share that with them. And, um, you know, like a big support was my brother, mm-hmm. Orlando. He's mm-hmm. definitely and he still supports me to this day. Of yeah. Course. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's. It was great.
0: So, and, okay, well, now we're here, and I assume, and I don't know much of the military, so fill me in, was there any point where you you were just left on your own
1: during that time? Oh, yes, a lot of times. So there would be times where he would leave for weeks at a time or Mm. days at a time, and I would be alone. Mm. It was very... I, I don't make friends super easily, so it was really hard for me to also connect with people. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I spent a lot of time alone, and that's actually funny, though, because I took up a lot of hobbies uh-huh. because I spent so much time alone. So okay. I kind of... Uh, dived into crafts okay so i would crochet i would Uh make jewelry i would make tutus (laughs) um i think i remember your crochet oh my gosh i I was into nail art yeah you name it i was doing it okay because i was just filling my time with things that made me happy which was crafting
0: yeah were you working or going to school at all
1: i was working full time Uh, i wasn't in school Mm -hmm. at all but okay definitely Tried, but many failed attempts.
0: Okay, <sighs> so then working was your thing to keep you, to yeah, keep you busy, to keep
1: me sane, to keep me busy, keep me sane. I met a lot of cool people through work. Yeah. I actually worked in um, property management a lot, so I kind of learned a lot about that, and that was really cool too, because actually when I moved to Northern Virginia, I had gotten a waitressing job and uh-huh. then I met people there. So that was really cool. Uh-huh. But then I was working in the apartments that I was living because the brand, the manager was like, Hey, do you speak Spanish? And oh, I was like, yeah, perfect. actually I do. She goes, Hey, do you want to work here? And I was like, absolutely. Uh-huh. perfect." <laughs> so yeah.
0: What about the, the military community and more specifically like the
1: spouses? Oh gosh. That, that <laughs> was a about struggle. That. Um, honestly most everyone was super nice yeah but it was very much one type of military wife mm-hmm. like they all liked the same things their hair all looked the same they all oh. wore the same shoes and clothes so i definitely felt like i was an outcast oh and every gosh. time i would meet a military wife mm-hmm. it was like oh, you're from California, or, like, oh, you're weird. Not that they would actually say that, but it just felt I'm that way. That like, vibe. I felt that vibe. <laughs> and everyone automatically knew, oh, you're not from here. You're from California, aren't you? Yeah. I'm like, well, well what gives it away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
0: just a little brown girl with yeah. really dark hair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Really pronounced features.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man that's too much but it's believable you i'm not from around here
1: (laughs) no and the military community is huge so the fact that it was like that was really interesting
0: so then the military wives weren't your thing no was there a lot of because look now i'm being stereotypical because this is what i imagine i imagine you marry your high school sweetheart Mm mm-hmm And then he joins the military and then you move in or military wives move in and then well, they get pregnant right away and then they have a whole bunch of kids. Yes. Right. That's
1: very true. So
0: then I could imagine that you would struggle in that also because, well, there's a difference these women are have different lives and have different priorities and things like that
1: and as much as i want to say that the stereotype is not true it's very much true because (laughs) i can tell you that when we first got married and we moved to virginia he was like hey let's start a family and i was like we're not even 21 yet i don't i don't think we should do that like i think we should enjoy our marriage for a little bit and kind of figure each other out and see what's going on and then we can talk about it let's revisit this
0: Oh, I'm so glad that you guys had that conversation.
2: That's an interesting dynamic too because yeah. it feel I feel like uh he might have been getting pressure from his uh his shipmates like, "Oh, hey, start a family or." And then you're also getting pressure from the military wives as well, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I don't know necessarily if that was the case, but definitely pressure, I think I think for him, he would put the pressure on himself because I remember him making comments about like, oh, I want to be a young dad because I don't want to be like playing catch with my kid and like my knee goes out or something, uh, which that made sense too, yeah. you know, but I think at the time I was like, well, we don't really know each, like we know each other from what we know, but at the same time, like, am I ready to go on this journey with you? Yeah. And I didn't feel ready. <sighs> Look at just your intuition
0: already telling you like. Pump the brakes. Give yourself a second.
1: Yeah. And the truth is, every time I mention that I've been divorced, they're like, oh my gosh, do you have any kids? Like, that's the first question that they ask me. Uh Honestly,
2: uh, that was my first question too, to Natalie. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, because like, you, uh, you had left and I was like, what are we talking about? And she's like, oh, we're talking about divorce. I'm like, Oh, okay. Does she have any kids?
0: Yeah. There you go. That was the first question. Yeah. And I mean, and honestly, I think that's who, not to say that that's the only reason why I wanted to interview, but that was one of the things that I, it sticks out to me too, is that you were in this relationship so young in the military and, and for this uh, amount of time, oh, there's no kids. Like, whoa. And
2: it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, a, a stereotype on you per se, but it was just like no. all of us. Uh, myself, Ricky, and Natalie are all products of divorced families.
0: Right. And yeah. so that was
2: that was the first thing, you know, I thought of, like, oh, what Divorce. about the kids?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So it wasn't well,
2: nothing on you, just to throw that out there. But. <laughs>
1: no, honestly, I don't take anything personal anymore. <laughs> but no, it is one of the main questions that I get asked frequently, uh-huh. you know you're divorced. Wow. You have any kids? That's Uh it. That's exactly it. And every time I tell them, no, they're like, wow, good Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Good. Good that you'd had a clean divorce. And I said, yes, actually, because I couldn't imagine my life having a child and being divorced and just putting my child and myself through that because, you know, as a parent, I'm sure I'm not a parent, but as any parents, I can just say that you want the best for your kids and you don't want to put them through something traumatic like that. Right. Right.
2: <sighs> so. Unless you absolutely have to.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So did so throughout because
0: this is I assume, you know, the beginning of the of your relationship, your marriage that this is the conversation about. Hey, let's start having some kids, blah blah blah. You say let's pump the brakes. But you guys were married for 7 years, so was that uh, was that did that have anything to do with the divorce of like, no, let's not have kids? You know what I'm saying? You yeah, know, you know I I'm think,
1: n- yes, no, I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that, yeah, that had something to do with the divorce because I think that instead of growing together, we grew apart mm-hmm. because he wanted different things than from what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout the marriage, I was still trying to figure myself out Mm -hmm. and I was still trying to figure out like, what does Marlene want? What does she want out of life? You Mm -hmm. know, outside of being someone's wife, Mm -hmm. who does Marlene want to be? And I think that at the time when I was married, my husband was like, well, I want to start a family and I want, I want a partner that does this. And Mm -hmm. I want a partner that, you know, has this sort of goal or this sort of, quality that i'm lacking yeah. you know and without that person actually you know without him actually saying those things uh-huh. it just kind of felt that way and you know i would it's actually very interesting that i would find myself fantasizing about living on my own oh. uh, being single mm. having an apartment with a cat
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so what where does this come from like where does this mentality
1: come from exactly do you know? I don't know. I think that honestly, one day I dreamt it that I was gonna be single and ready to go. But yeah, it's like I said earlier, it's so interesting that when he presented that to me, like, hey, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, like my world fell apart. Like I was so shocked. I right. couldn't believe it. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. But all along I was getting the signs. Yeah. All along, you know, like he's not happy. I'm not happy. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm fantasizing about the cat um, that I'm gonna have yeah. in my solo
0: single girl apartment. Exactly, <laughs> with a cat. Yeah, with a cat. Meow, meow, meow. Which is, uh, and fun fact, Marlene also loves cats. So this is this is also very really just relevant. And Natalie all, and I all. were
1: destined to be <laughs> yeah. related. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, and I feel I don't know I kind of feel also that maybe because you were. You are the youngest of your siblings and and just knowing uh, I one day we're going to have Orlando, um, my cousin, Marlene's brother on this podcast as well, because he's also just a light and so full of knowledge and such a just free spirit. I think Orlando and, has
1: been my hero my whole life. Oh, same here. Same here. Oh, my gosh. Everything, everything I have now and I've done now is because of him.
0: And uh, like now, grow- just in the last, I think, five years, I've reached out to him like, hey, I need advice on this. What do you think about that? He's just somebody that I enjoy having a conversation with. Just so much yeah, good knowledge. You're just a, Just a good human being.
1: Yeah, overall, he's... Definitely. So so is Melina. Melina too. I don't want to. (laughs) Melina, I love
0: you. I love you too, girl. Honestly,
1: (laughs) Melina and I have gotten so much closer since I've been divorced. Yeah. So she's been like my number number one supporter for everything. Like, she's so funny because like literally the day I got to my parents' house when like I was like driving because I used to live in Florida. That was my last place I lived in, Uh and I was like, screw this, I'm leaving and mm-hmm. everyone's like we miss you come home like you've been gone for too long and i was like you know what you're right and especially melina she's like checking in on me all the time yeah. hey how are you how are you feeling how are you doing yeah so the day that i got there i was in tears and okay she's <laughs> like oh marlene i'm so sorry I, I know you're sad about your divorce and i was like I'm not crying because of that. I cry because I miss my dog. Yeah. She just was like, she kind of looked at me kind of weird, like sideways. Like, wait, really? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't care about the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> I miss my dog. Yeah. Well, you did. You left your pets behind, yeah. right? I left everything behind. It was so, it was so interesting and also very liberating to just be like, you know what? I'm going to pack my things and I'm just going to go. So let's talk about that.
0: So, okay. Well, let's, let's spin it back a little bit. So you move from North Virginia to florida or how many times did you move between okay so
1: the first place i lived um being a military spouse was northern virginia Mm -hmm. and then after that was like oh maybe we get stationed in north carolina where there's nothing Mm -hmm. um or japan Mm. And I was like, well, let's go to Japan. yeah, <laughs> let's go to Japan. And he was like, well, we'd have to get rid of our dog. And I was like, well, absolutely not. We can't do that. So let's go to Virgi- uh, North Carolina. OK, so then we go to North Carolina and there's absolutely nothing. Northern Virginia was close to Washington, D.C. So we were about 45 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. So we okay. had a lot to do. Okay. There's a lot to see, a lot of museums, a lot of history. And that was mm-hmm. wonderful. I love,
2: love, love Washington, D.C. Yes.
1: It's awesome if you've never been. However, then we go to North Carolina and it's literally farm town. (sighs) There's one mall, one Walmart. Everyone knows everyone almost. Stop. Everyone was so sweet there, though. They would Uh. call you baby, honey, sugar. All those.
2: Darling.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, all those. Everyone would say hi to you. Super friendly. Yeah. Um, And then we moved to Florida. How long were you in North Carolina? Um, Every place I was in, maybe about, I would say, two and a half to three years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then Florida hits. So then Florida hits, and, you know, I'm like, wow, this is cool. We need this change. Uh You know, our relationship has kind of been struggling. Just Uh normal relationship things. Uh Um, And we moved there, and it just, it was different. It was cool, but... I think that was the beginning of the end. Mm, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think we're just we're just trying to figure everything out. And when I would notice that, I would try to hang out with people or I would try to make friends. It, it wasn't really grasping. Mm. And it wasn't until one day somebody told me, and they were like, "Well, you know, we like hanging out with you. However, when it's the both of you, sometimes it's a little bit much." <sighs> And I was like, Were you guys oh, becoming
0: that's... the toxic
1: couple?" I think so. <laughs> oh, no. As much as you you know you don't want to admit that right. or you're a part of that, and I'm like, "Oh wow, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you don't know that you're living until someone, as an outsider, tells yes. you." Yes, yes. That I they're can... like, "Oh, this is why this is happening," and
0: I was like, "Oh
1: wow." Yeah. Sometimes, you, well, you don't. You're
0: so deep in, you don't even see it. Yeah, and then that, you're used to it. Did that sense. like
2: help you? start to see it like is that the the moment of your awakening is when these people are telling you like yeah like you're cool but
1: yeah absolutely you know it's that's what opened my eyes to it some more Mm -hmm. you know like i'm starting to pick up on these behaviors i'm starting to pick up on all of these things that i'm like wow Mm -hmm. that's not cool
0: yeah but again you're not necessarily saying anything because this is just, this is what you know. You're not going to, you're not right. going to fight it or and say something And who are different. they to
1: tell me about my husband that I live with and that right. I know more than they do? Yeah. You're
0: protective. Yeah. You're protective. I'm just this like, okay, whatever.
1: They're being crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh shit. And so then, all right. So, so then what happens? So, um, you're doing this whole thing in Florida and, and he comes and he presents to you this idea of let's get a divorce well what was that conversation like what did, how did he bring it up because i feel like that's t- you know that takes a lot of courage that's not just like a casual like hey what about if we get a divorce how do you even <laughs> bring that up
1: i will give him props on that that definitely takes a lot of courage because yeah. how do you tell your high school sweetheart that you've been with for that has 10 plus years on yeah. and off that you don't want to be that you don't love them anymore basically yeah. or not necessarily you don't love them but you're not in love with them yeah so that was that was difficult i remember that day like it was yesterday okay tell me <laughs> give me so, the juice girl you know what we, happened we had moved into this different so we lived in two different homes in florida and we moved into the second home and that's kind of where everything started crumbling mm-hmm. and he just kind of I th- I'm sure he had thought about it for quite some time. Yeah. Because then he just presented to me one day. I think we were just hanging out at home maybe on a weekend. Uh-huh. And he was just like, "You know what? I really need to talk to you about something." And I was like, "Sure, whatever, you know, I'm I'm open." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I'm not happy anymore." Mm. And, you know, I don't I don't know what's going on and I've been thinking about this for some time and I just I just need to tell you how I feel. Ah. Uh. And that was that was I think a part of the reason why I said it kind of got me out of left field because we never really communicated like that. Like okay. he would never necessarily share those emotions with me. Okay. So then when that was presented, it the took, way that it was, it shocked me, mm-hmm. and I definitely had to process it and think, okay, is this what you really want? Is this what I want? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny that. I was fighting to stay with him Mm -hmm. after the fact that I was like, okay, I am checked out. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am fantasizing about having this apartment. So why am I fighting for this? Why am I holding on? Right. And it just goes back to, well, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, he was very, very compassionate throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, which made it kind of interesting, but he was also like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, then someone needs to move out. And I was (laughs) like, cool, cool. Well, then that'll be me. And then then he was like, wait, what? (laughs) Because he didn't know me as that type of person. I think when I was married, I was very much like, okay, I'm going to do what my husband says. I'm going to follow suit. Kind of like how unfortunately my mom was with my dad.
0: Well, and that's how, and that's the role that we are told to, to take. Yeah, I feel like as a woman, as a woman. In, in this society, that's you do what your man tells you to do and you make sure that he's and you don't question you know, it. Right. 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 So,
1: you know, it's very interesting now that I am divorced and I, I reflect on who I was when I was married and who I am now. Mm-hmm. And I'm two completely different people. Mm. You know, would you
2: say that you were ever yourself when you were married?
1: Yeah, I think a part of me was still very much myself, like Mm -hmm. definitely the creative side. Definitely like I'm going to try new things. And Mm -hmm. but I wasn't as open Mm -hmm. then. And I think also because of the comfort of like knowing I don't have my friends, I don't have my family. Like, who Mm -hmm. do I have? Mm -hmm. I have my husband. But at the same time, like he's a man. He's in the military. He he wants different things. Yeah. So and you
0: still had to give up a lot of you for being with him or being up to par or making sure that you were this
1: type of wife for your husband yeah exactly and i think a lot of thing that people don't talk about is how much you do sacrifice being a military wife Mm. no one talks about that absolutely Mm. and that makes me sad because i've been in your shoes yeah i've been through those hard times where like okay yeah, you're going to be gone for a while and I'm going to have to be by myself. I can't imagine if I had kids. Yeah. Like, Ugh. are you serious and then you have to go to work and find a babysitter? Like,
0: give me the chills. Also,
1: also, yeah. If you're say you're pregnant and you're about to have a baby and your husband's not there because right. he's on deployment or yeah. he's just not there because he's just working. Right. Right. So, it's really hard and people don't talk about it enough. <sighs>
2: And people yeah. don't give military spouses enough credit either. Like that's oh. mm-hmm. that's so incredibly hard to do. I mean, my my the best man at my wedding is in in the Navy and he's mm. you know, he's got two kids with his wife and he he's he tells me like he'll call me like right before he's about to go on deployment. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going on deployment for 9 months." I'm like, Whoa. what does your wife say about that?"
0: Yeah. She's like, "Well,
2: she she kind of knows that this is the 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 gig, you know, and that's this is what we have to do." I just I just can't imagine being separated from my spouse for nine months. And then you throw kids on top of that too. Like mm-hmm. that's so incredibly difficult. And like and military spouses don't get the love and, and credit that they deserve because they're serving their country as much as the, the um as much as their spouses are.
0: Right. On both ends. It yeah, that's a that's a tug.
1: And on top of that, whatever they go through in that time, they bring it home with them.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And
1: you basically have to just be like, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. I need to be kind and compassionate towards my husband, which you should be anyway, right? Mm -hmm. However, you have to be extra. It's times 10. Because you don't know what they've gone through. And also, they might not want to talk about it. Right. So you have to just be there for them. And it's almost, in a sense, like, you become numb to it when you're going through it with your husband because you just kind of have to like it's okay. This is normal now. And I would imagine
0: that now because the, the person that's been deployed and I don't want to say because sometimes it's the woman too, right? That, you know, that that are in the military and serving, but the, the person that has been away comes back with their traumas. And now the, the, because for the most part, it's the woman, right? That's been home. Now, all of her feelings, all of her emotions, everything that she's been through kind of has to go on the back burner pretty permanently because her spouse has been through so much shit or is just unraveling in front of her. And so she doesn't want to add all of this added, you know, stress and emotion and just whatever BS she's going through because he's already going through the BS.
1: Yeah. And it's so like- you
0: sacrifice your whole
1: emotional being how dare you talk about your feelings at home when you've just been at home comfortable with your kids like how dare you talk about your depression that you've been gone you know it kind of feels that way even though i'm sure for some couples it's not that way but yeah it all it almost feels that way like i okay cool i i can talk to you now that you're back because i missed you but also like Mm -hmm. think about what i've gone through Mm -hmm. yeah and i
2: think it's like that for not only military spouses but Law enforcement spouses, yeah, um, you know, first responder true. spouses too. Like they have, mm-hmm. imagine being a police officer, you know, bringing home all that trauma from from the your works. job, mm-hmm. or a fire fireman, and you you know went into this burning building, and you may have lost people, and you bring that trauma home. Like it's the same yeah. type of thing. It's that PTSD that 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 you know these people are experiencing while they're on the job, and they have to bring that home, and there's no manuscript for how to deal with that, right? You know? Right. It's tough. It's a it's a tough deal. Yeah.
1: It's not talked about enough. That's and for I sure. think
2: that's why the divorce rates are so high in our first responders in mm-hmm. our military mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. you know the they 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 can't talk about it. It's it's not something you want to divulge. Remember
0: to not only remember,
2: but you don't want to give that graphic representation of what you saw to the person that you're you know that you're um coming home to.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because
2: it's, they uh, you 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 don't think that they can handle it, let alone like you're having trouble handling it, you know right? I mean? So, I think that's that contributes to it. And, like I said, hats off to all the, the military spouses and the first responder spouses. Like, that's a tough job in itself, mm-hmm. on top of what your spouse already does for, mm-hmm. for us and our country. Absolutely,
1: all the men and women that serve our country in any way, like you said, police officer, first responder, firefighter, yeah. m- military, just thank you because this shit is hard out here (laughs) yeah
0: definitely and and goodness i feel like as like as a human and as a people and as a country we don't we don't we do not thank them
1: these people do not get enough credit you know what i'm saying Mm -mm.
0: but that's a whole other podcast episode definitely podcast in general but all right girl so here so then all right where were we We went off on a little bit of a a tangent. Of a tangent. (laughs) So you guys are getting, so he brings it up. You guys are getting a divorce. You're talking about it. You're kind of fighting for it. How long did you fight for this? Was it, did you think that you fought more to work it out
1: than he did?
2: Did you fight for it at all?
1: Mm. Did he fight for it at all? Or did you fight for it at all? I did. Mm -hmm. I can wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly say that I did. I pretty much was like, well, what can we do? Can we go to therapy? Can we do this? And he was like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Mm. And I think a part of him really had made his mind up. But mm. uh, the other part of him was obviously the same thing, like the emotion behind it. Like, you're my wife. I've known you X amount of years. And like, I love you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we were trying it out. We separated. We were living on our on our own quote unquote Uh um but we would kind of reconnect like we would hang out and maybe have dinner and Uh kind of talk about it like hey have you have you thought about this like have you made your mind up oh while you're still living in florida yes okay Okay. so you know i think the the last year that i lived in florida that's when it happened i remember exactly when it happened happened like around like maybe august Uh and after that it happened so fast so you know, maybe it was August when he told me and then September comes around and I'm like living on my own in a studio apartment okay. in the apartments that I used to work in. Did your parents know? Um, or your I, family? Yeah, they knew because I called them because I honestly I didn't have anyone else to reach okay. out to. You know, I have one one close friend that I consider my sister mm-hmm. and she and I have been friends since we were fifteen years old. So mm-hmm. I called her first because obviously I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna tell my family? Yeah. Like
0: so the process does you know, let it out. Yeah, <laughs>
1: let me process it. Let me talk to someone first yeah. before I tell my family. So then I tell them and they're obviously super supportive, which is so nice. Yeah. And they were like, you know what, whatever decision you make okay. is your decision and nice. we'll back you up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we separated and then I was just, you know what? I was like, I'm not going to sit here and wait around for him to decide whether he wants to be with me or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go make friends, have fun, and enjoy myself because uh-huh. I put myself on the back burner for so long. Yeah. And not I wouldn't necessarily say that like he stopped me and he was like, oh, don't do this. Don't That's do that. That's just the role you were in. It's just how I took it. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I... I created that story in my head. Yeah. And I was like, this is how a wife should be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you listen to what your husband says and Mm -hmm. you don't question it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then finally... I had moved out of my apartment because I had this beautiful friend that was like, I'm buying a house. I need a roommate. Come live with me. Nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need. Like I need a group of strong women to be around. Yeah. So then I did that. And then I actually had a friend at the time that had also already gone through a divorce. So Uh, she was a huge support system, you know, like don't let him make you feel any type of way. If this is how you feel, then you're allowed to feel it yeah and you know what i have your support because i've been through this Mm. and she was like a saving grace i like that so yeah i definitely had a hard time but it made it easier to have that support yeah how long did you
0: live um so you had roommates how long did you live with them before you moved like officially back to california Um, assuming that that's what happened yeah
1: that's that's what happened Uh i lived with her for a Probably a couple months. All of this happened within like six months because by the end of December, I we were divorced. Okay. So December twenty sixteen.
2: So, yeah.
0: like, yes, so it was
1: finalized. Yeah. Done Yes.
0: So it
2: was a pretty clean divorce. It wasn't ugly in any way.
1: Yeah, I would say it was pretty clean. I think towards the end, you know, obviously a lot of emotion was involved, and you know, we found ourselves like, is this truly what we want? Yeah. And. You know, luckily we hadn't bought any property or didn't have anything significant to hold us together. Yeah. And. Wow. (laughs) I know.
2: Yeah.
1: It's crazy, right? Yeah. It's kind of like it was just going to happen anyway. You know. (laughs) The universe said was like, okay, well, let's make this happen.
0: Right. You're not doing any of this because in seven years. It's not meant for you. You're going to head back home.
1: And it's funny because if you ever look up the seven year itch, Mm. that's something that happens in relationships that it's like, okay, this is the time to make a choice. Either you're happy or you're not happy. I didn't even think about that. And it's, they also say that every seven years you kind of like re, reborn like you kind of shed your old skin and you start a new one.
0: Oh shit what a time
1: yeah oh my gosh so it was definitely and you know obviously scorpios are yeah. about death and rebirth <laughs> yes. yeah so that was my rebirth i felt like you know i had this tragic thing happen to For me sure and you know shout out to all the women that have been divorced or are divorced or going through a divorce because yeah. it's hard yeah and, the fact that it empowered me Uh was incredible because Uh I had never felt like my more of myself. Oh my
0: God. Let me
2: ask you this. in in your experience through this whole process and you know, you're, you're married, married young. And then you, you know, you're married for seven years, you're moving all over the place. And Mm. and then you finally get divorced in, in that experience. What revealed itself to you as your greatest weakness?
1: Mm. I think honestly, not being true to myself. Not doing what I want to do and just bowing down to someone else in a sense. You know, I really just putting myself on the back burner was my weakness. I I did not feel empowered any way whatsoever.
2: And in that same token, what revealed itself as your greatest strength?
1: The fact that I can do it, that I can rely on myself. And the fact that I do have it in me and that everyone has it in them if you know, if they work hard enough for it and if they want it bad enough, you know. And I think it's sad that we're our own worst enemy. Yeah. You know, like we can really break ourselves down, but we can also really bring ourselves back up. And at the time I think I just thought I had that like men ain't shit attitude. <laughs> you know, like a man did this to me, so I'm not gonna let men do this to me anymore. Right. And as silly as that sounds, that actually really helped me to have that mentality. Like, and you know what? Do you
2: still carry that mentality today?
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm in a relationship now, and I'm really happy, and he's totally opposite of what my husband was. So, it's really refreshing to know that, you know, as bitter as I was at the time, yeah, it's no longer what I am anymore. Yeah.
0: You've let, you've been able to let go of that. Yes. I um. In our conversation with Clarissa, we talked about that too. Of the this whole mentality of like men ain't shit, and and it's just like we gotta heal from that because yes. that just is so hurtful, and we carry that, and we become so bitter. Yeah, it's not, it's not healthy to bring it into new it's, relationships. It's
1: not, and it's not fair because then it's you not. have, you know, for example, my current boyfriend. I pushed him away for a long time because I thought, Oh, how, how is it that this great guy wants to be with me? Yeah. You know? And that's, how how sad is that for me to think that way Mm -hmm. you know I had my guard up because of my divorce Mm -hmm. and I just thought well I'm damaged goods you know and I'm sure that's how any divorced person feels yeah I'm damaged goods or like if I have kids like how would someone with kids and divorce how would someone else want me right you know and that's sad that we have to feel that way Mm -hmm. I I've definitely
0: in the beginning of my relationship with Mike too, I felt like I felt so undeserving and even going through the motions, not, not even realizing that that's how I was carrying myself. But then I had a, like, I had this moment of realization. I was like, you know what? I don't have to have my guard up. I deserve good things. He deserves good things. He deserves the best version of me and I deserve the best version of me, but it takes this like, all right, girl, like what are you doing? Reflect and where is this coming from? And it's all of this hurt and all of this pain and all of this narrative that comes from the family or other relationships or just this negative self-talk that we just have to All right, girl. S- give yeah. slap yourself Slow a, little down bit. a little bit. Okay.
1: Humble yourself <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's true. It's it's very true. It's just unfortunately i think that's another thing is like that that's also toxic in society and social media it's like oh be a bad bitch and yeah. do this and don't let a man hold you back and yeah that's true however like they have feelings too so right. as much as you want to be respected then you need to give that back yeah you know i yep. mean that this is your partner this is your teammate like you have to work together exactly and you have to find ways to understand each other mm-hmm. because if, if one person is doing all the work then it's just not it's not going to happen mm.
2: now although you've had Uh, a marriage that ended in divorce, do you see yourself getting married in the future?
1: Oh, good question, Bartley. Um, I'm not closed off to it. I don't, Think it's in my near future. However, mm-hmm. I think marriage is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people that get married still or want to get married and want to do all of that, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love love. You know, like I am not bitter in the sense of I'll never get married again. Right. I'll never love again the same. I'll never, no, absolutely not. And I think that if people want to get married, then get married. You know, like live your life. Have that because it's, it is beautiful to have a marriage. You know, yeah. like, you have that person and you just love that person so much. And it's like, you couldn't imagine your life without them. Yeah. And you want to create so many things and you get excited about little things that, you know, that they would get excited about. So yeah, yeah, I think in the future, maybe, I don't know, five, 10 years down the line, I'll get married again. But, um, you know, I'm still kind of working on my, on my journey, on my self growth journey, but, (laughs)
0: as you're saying all of that, you had this big smile on your face and your eyes were glistening and glowing. So that makes me, so for everyone, be excited about the married life. (laughs) And also
2: if your boyfriend is listening. Yeah. uh,
0: Yes. (laughs) Brian. Brian. Brian, Brian, are you there? Brian's a great guy. Wink, wink. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) No pressure, no pressure.
0: What would you tell anyone currently going through a divorce right now?
1: Honestly, my advice would be hang in there, you know, Mm -hmm. like as silly and as simple as that sounds, like you're your own cheerleader and you can do it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You can do it and don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up if whatever you're feeling is valid. Yeah. And if you don't want to be with that person or if you feel like you've had a better time without that person, that's okay. You know, you you don't have to decide That you made the right choice right away. You don't have to. Yeah, That's just something that you you decide later, when you're ready. Mm, And, you know, I think that, again, for me, it was very empowering. So I hope for other people that it is, too. Just find yourself, you know. Don't focus on that other person anymore. Focus on yourself, because that's what matters.
2: Mm. And would you say that you found yourself?
1: Um, I found a lot of myself. I'm still working on it, but the the woman that i am now versus the woman i was when i was married are t- two totally different people yeah like i never thought that i would have the life that i have now
2: uh. well good for you yeah, Thank
0: that you. makes me happy. Thank you. It makes, and you know it makes me especially happy because you're here now. And even though you're in San Diego and it's still quite a ways, I get to see you more. Yeah, I got to see you twice this week. I know, <laughs> which that makes has me never really happened. happy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm so excited about that. So I'm glad that you know it. It just worked out for everyone and for you especially, and that you're back here with your family and your friends and. That you're in this great relationship and and that life is just bright and the future is bright and all of that.
1: Yeah, it almost feels like wow, nothing can stop me now. Mm-hmm. No, what? Why yeah. would it? Yeah,
0: you've been through some hard
1: shit like already. It's interesting too that when I was first getting divorced, my brother said, "You know, there's a lot of women your age that are divorced or going through the same thing that you mm-hmm. are," and I couldn't I couldn't fathom to think that that was true. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like how interesting like the universe is like brings you those people mm-hmm. you know like one of my co-workers she's going through it um uh, one of my old bosses went through it so it's just kind of like it just comes into fruition and you just relate with everyone and you're just like wow yeah. this person has also gone through what i've gone through yeah so it's empowering to know that they've also made it out happy. right
0: Right. And that you and now that you can be this vessel of support for the for these women that are going through something, because I feel like a lot of the times and I don't know if I mentioned it. Sorry, pregnancy brain. Right. That uh, divorce kind of it might. And I don't know. Right. It might feel like you're very alone. Absolutely. And so here you are, this person that, hey, I've been there. I've done that. I got your back.
1: Whatever you need. I'm here. Yeah. If you want to talk. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm I mean, whoever, if you want to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram. (laughs) We can talk. We can be friends. Yeah, for sure. Um, Last thing.
0: And you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what would you tell younger Marlene if you could?
1: I would just tell her, you know what? Be true to yourself and do what makes you happy. And don't let anyone dictate anything that you want to do. Don't let anyone make you feel like your dream is too small or that you know being something in a creative field is not gonna make you happy or pay Mm -hmm. your bills you know like yeah just don't take it too seriously just do what makes you happy.
2: Look at you oh. quoting Paul Rudd movies right now. <laughs>
1: That's my man.
2: We had a uh, for those of you who weren't privy to the conversation. We had a whole pre-recorded episode or a pre-recorded conversation about Paul Rudd movies. So
0: that should have been a, that should have been like the prequel to this it episode. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that do was what so makes wondering. you
2: happy from uh, role models. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Love that movie.
0: Oh, man. All right, cousin. Well, thank you so, so, so much for driving out and making the time to sit with us and sharing your story. Um, I think that a lot of people will resonate and will take a lot from this conversation. And whenever you want
1: to come back, girl, come see us. I'm so honored to be here today. If you'd like to. (laughs) Of course. Oh, my gosh. This place is amazing. Yeah, thank you for being here. I'm so thankful and honored that you even thought of me. And I'm sad that Ricky wasn't here to chime in. But maybe next time, if you'll have me, she'll be here. Part two coming. We're we're going (laughs) to
0: scold her because, yeah, she's... Ricky,
1: again, where where are you? <laughs> Ricky, where are you at?
0: <laughs> so to end the night, um, we like to ask our guests um, what their favorite on this frequency episode has been. Which one was it for you?
1: My favorite one that has really stuck with me is We Love Our Mama. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think because <laughs> the truth is I... You know, obviously I was away for so many years, so I mm. didn't hang out with our family that much. So to learn about the relationship with you and your mom mm. and your sister and your mom, yeah. it was, cause you know, that's my family too. <laughs> that's my heart too. So it was very, it, it brought me to tears actually. Yeah. Oh, so, I, yes. Uh,
0: my mom, <laughs> even even before this uh, another uh, another topic before this conversation <laughs> started is you know what we're going through with our moms and the cheese man yeah the cheese so man with so our good but you know we have to understand that our parents are figuring it out too you know as as old and wise as they are they're still human and we gotta just have empathy and and give them a hug because they're going through shit you they know? did
1: the best that they could with the resources that they had yeah
0: yeah for sure
1: um
0: do you have any book recommendations for our listeners any inspirational quotes or messages or any reference that has helped you prevail with um with your own frequency
1: yeah actually a book by don miguel ruiz Ooh. uh the mastery of love it talks about you know loving yourself and how when you're in a relationship you know it's very much you know you have to love yourself in order to be in a relationship with someone else mm. so it's it's a good easy read so i definitely recommend it
0: the mastery of love the i'm mastery gonna p- of love. i think i have that one on my book list i haven't read it but i hear it's really great the so.
1: way he explains everything is just like whoa i never thought about it that way
0: yeah okay cool so for everyone the what is the book the mastery Mastery of of (laughs) don miguel ruiz
2: pregnancy brain
1: (laughs) please edit that i'm embarrassed
2: no we gotta leave all the moments of pregnancy brain in there
1: (laughs) come on you'll want to remember this later when your baby's out here you know this is what you were doing yeah mom really how embarrassing no you just
0: said it (laughs) i'm blushing (laughs) well Every week, we read a review from one of our listeners, and this week's review comes to us from Mrs. Bartley. Huh, I
2: wonder who that ah, is.
0: Me, I, Mrs. Bartley, thank you. Mm. Make yourself seen, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, the title is Amazing. Natalie and Ricky are so relatable and fun to listen to. They talk about real stuff, and they are incredible, real, and genuine. Such a great podcast. Would 10 out of 10 recommend. Stop what you're doing to subscribe and listen to these amazing women. Miss Bartley, thank you so much. So, I got
2: a problem with this review. Um, (laughs) My own wife doesn't even throw me some love on the review. What's up with that?
0: (laughs) I'm going to just tell her to write another review about our sound engineer. She's going to have to.
2: She's going to have to, man.
0: She reviews you at home all the time. Yeah, we're going
2: to have to talk about this when I get home
0: listeners make sure to leave us a review about the podcast about myself about ricky about our sound engineer about our executive uh, producer we want a separate review from each one of us or about each one of us (laughs) you can leave us a review on apple on spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts you can also support us by donating some coffee go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. Meow, 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 This week's episode is brought to you by Rose City Sound with executive producer Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast and produced and edited by Juicebox Bartley. Keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at onthisfrequency at gmail.com or just get in our DMs on Instagram at onthisfrequency. Increase the peace, y'all. Meow, meow, meow. meow. Step
2: out, get some end now. let your eggs out To some ice, but you'll be heavy in my mind and you get the heck out, I mean, wait.